my God, am I excited to hear this song this morning? Because I've never been more adamant to say four words on a day like today. T-G-I mother effing F. <laughs> Bang! Is what I wanted to say so badly this morning, AK. When you and woke I up, said you're like... It right now, because even when I woke up this morning, me and my alarm clock didn't see eye to eye this morning. We were... We were... Uh, Having you were battle. battling. You were yeah, battling. We were having a battle. Has there ever been a morning? And by the way, welcome to First Up. That's Carlo Koliakovo. I'm Aaron Karolnik. A war- morning where the alarm goes off at 4.40 a.m. You're like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> no, of course not. That's what morning radio is. But once you hit the airways, we're here with the boys. Jesus here. 20 Fingers is here. We got McDonald's on the way in like three hours. We're fired up. We're feeling so, good on this Friday morning. It's 6.01, and I think all three of us got in here probably around 6.30 or 5.30-ish. And the funniest thing happened behind the scenes this morning. Really? Because I go into the board, the the, the tech boardroom, and <laughs> 20 Fingers is there, massaging away with his fingers, getting all the clips and stuff ready. Stretching and around, I getting see loose. the seat, which is supposed to be occupied by cheese... And I look over in his seat and I see a coffee and an ice cap. So I look at 20 fingers. I'm like, did Cheese get you one of these or is he drinking both of them? And in the background, all I hear is, leave me alone. It's Friday. (laughs) See, here's the thing about Cheese. Chris Horvath, our producer, who, as you're well aware, works harder than anybody in this building. I mean, the guy's he's got another cheese. job, does an amazing job he here have on this show. Fingers, but no, no, he's tired. got 20 hours. No, there's 24 hours he's in a day. He's got 20 toes. Yeah, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of, of, of work on his plate, and he needs to be heavily, heavily caffeinated. So let's I respect bring him on it. the air because I want you to address the city <laughs> and explain to people why an ice cap. And uh, it's not even a small coffee. It's not a medium coffee. It's a large coffee. Damn right. What's the deal? So the deal is, it's Friday. Even though it's a short week, it's been a long week. Oh, my God, has it been a long week. And you know what? Aaron brings up a good point. Not a ton of sleeping hours right now between the two jobs, but that's okay. Nobody wants to hear excuses. Exactly. I will point out also, it's a four-hour show. So, I mean, I, I got a last here. And... I believe Cheese put in a special order for his breakfast. Yeah, he did. So to take, <laughs> yeah, you, to take, to take our audience behind the scenes, um, today is our we're, we're announcing our Reveal That Raptor winner. And as part of that, we're giving a lucky listener, I think it's a $100 gift card to McDonald's. McDonald's. The new Siakam Swirl McFlurry nice. is coming out. But McDonald's wants to send some food to the studio here uh, in Agent Court, Ontario, where we currently are stationed. And the, the promo director here at TSN's like, hey, here's what's happening. And then Cheese responds. Well, first, you and I respond within 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, great. All right. Yes. Can't wait. We'll McDonald's see you then. Brekkie, and then Cheese home. is like, hey, I'll have uh, pancakes, a little bit of syrup on the left quadrant <laughs> of the pancake, maybe some hash browns, medium well done, not too crispy. If it's too yeah. crispy, okay, I'm obviously being a little bit facetious when I say that, but there was some specificity with Cheese's order that hilarious. was a little uh, was, was, was surprising. I loved it. Listen, this man deserves. This man should get whatever he wants. After just telling us the way his week has been, and you know the two jobs that he works and the coffees that he drinks, 
This guy deserves a custom order for breakfast in the morning. Now, he's not going to get it. That's not happening. You like, don't understand. That, that email was flush. You there was no response. You don't understand how hard I was laughing when I saw Cheese's response to the email. Because I'm like, yeah. dude, just take a breakfast, whatever they send. <laughs> no, you know what it is? It, it, I'm, I'm trying to do you a favor. If they send eggs and I eat them, that's a war crime for anyone who's oh. sitting around me. It, it's Ooh. it's bad news. Right, that is too much information. Yeah. Do not war need to crime. know that. I mean, I don't know. I, to me, McDonald's breakfast would just be like their breakfast sandwich. Yeah, I would expect some like McMuffs. McMuffs. Maybe some hash breezies. Hash brownies. Some, yeah. uh, some coffee, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, well, well geez, if they bring you more coffee at ten o'clock, would you, would you dummy that dig, other coffee dig deep. too? Maybe a medium. You never know. <laughs> what a beauty! I love that. I love that. That's that's good so, producing. That's good producing. I think producing. it's even more appropriate to say it one more time. T G I mother F and F, yeah. baby. It is Friday, and uh, like, I'm feeling good too. Like, I'm it, feeling it's good. It's Friday, but even though it's been a four day work week, which I hear a lot of people vouching for across the city, across the country, people are adamant they want four day work weeks, <laughs> which I'll, I would be 100% in favor Shocking. of. Shocking. No kidding. But four day week. I I can't believe how long and tiring these four days have been. For me, for cheese, I don't know for you. AJ, no, it's you like were out partying last night. Well, partying is not not quite partying, but yeah, I was out last night mixing and mingling with the people. But no, I mean, I feel fine. I think it was a normal week. Wow. I mean, it was it actually feels shorter. You I mean, know, you know what it was made four it worse? versus five? I loved it. What made it worse and what made it longer was the weather. I spent about two and a half hours yesterday after the show. Slow, snow blowing my 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 whole neighborhood basically like a slush blowing almost and and to be honest with you like it was hard snow because of the freezing rain it mm-hmm. wasn't the soft stuff that you normally are used to shoveling or snow blowing this thing took a while and then the worst part was was when I finished my driveway the plow came by my neighborhood and put up that two foot wall on the end of the driveway so I had to oh, do mine and then obviously the friendly neighborhood guy that I am did my neighbors. You are Oakville's Mike Johnson. I am. And you know what? I'm not complaining. I'm totally happy to do it when my snowblower is out because that's the reason why I have it. I bought it last year. I'd probably use it just once. This year, it's like the fifth time I used it already. And I love the snow. But man, I'm telling you, I'm getting sick of this cold. Absolutely sick of this cold. I literally had a full layer of ice on my windshield this morning. Mm, the old scraper route so to get out, out of bed. Scraping, freezing <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning. I'm just like, no, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with the cold, man. Absolutely done with it. I was walking over to that event that I was going to last night, the Kevin Garnett live podcast. Paul Pierce, by the way, just didn't show up. Charles Oakley was there. That was cool. But the Oak. no, uh, Oak, Oakley was great. But I mean, I'm, I'm like, oh, where's Paul Pierce? Like, is he coming yeah. soon? He didn't show up. And I'm, I'm walking over there and. I'm noticing there's a lot of slush puddles, and I'm like, uh oh, this could be dangerous. I'm wearing yeah. like just shoes, and I took the wrong step. Done. Foot, foot soaked, Done. like three hours. Yeah, I have like trench foot. foot. I'm like Bas- It's like Baston, World War II. <laughs> Amazing reference right there, Baston. and also inappropriate. But at the same time, uh, shout out to Band of Brothers. Great episode, Baston. But you know, it was uh, it was a that was a tough one. That was a tough one, and uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. I asked some great questions. To KG, you disagreed, but I, I don't know. Like, are we allowed to play that question? I think it's a good question. We could play. I, I basically asked KG how preparing for an NBA game compares to. It's okay. We don't need. It. I'm, I'm basically just uh, saying it right now, Chrissy. 
how preparing for an NBA game compares to preparing for an acting role, like in Uncut Gems. Gave a great question, gave a great answer. Was talking about Adam Sandler and how he was hyping him up, what it was like being on set. Thought it was a fantastic question, but clearly you didn't agree. You uh, saw the movie though, right? Which one? Uncut, Uncut Gems. Gems? Yeah. 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 I thought movie. it was horrible. You thought Uncut Gems was horrible? That's the one with Adam Sandler. Yeah, Adam Sandler, KG. I, I mean, I The Weeknd's in it. I don't know. I just... Really? Me, you didn't like Uncut Gems? I'll be honest with you. I thought it was good. I hope so. I love Adam Sandler as an actor. But you like the comedic Adam He's Sandler. He's done some really bad movies, though. I don't think Uncut Gems is one of them, though. Really? Text us 10-50-50 if you think Uncut Gems is horrible. Or... Like, I think it's really good. Like... Billy Madison. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Happy Gilmore. Like those, like, uh, what's the one that um, was Shaq in it recently? Grown Ups. Both Grown Ups. Grown Ups 1, Grown Ups 2. <laughs> like, yeah. I like, and you said it best, I like comedic Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. When he tries to play, like, serious and in these, like, different roles... Hustle was pretty good too, with the way it was the basketball scale with Bo yeah, Cruz. That was. But really I, I think Uncut Gems was better than that. I don't know. I guess that's just a different perspective on Sandler. I, I thought the movie as a whole was look, really I, good. Whether I, it was funny or not, Mr. Deeds, another great Sandler movie. Nah. Waterboy, we love Waterboy. Oh One of the best movies. Yeah. Ever he made. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So there's some good ones. Um, there's some good ones. But look, I, I, I think I, Uncut Gems is there too. I have a lot of respect for you because Thank you. I think. Well, not as a person, oh, but okay. as a co-worker because <laughs> of where you came from to where you are. You know, you worked as a journalist. You worked I never a, worked as a journalist. That never were, happened. <laughs> I was an intern here, and now you're I'm a host intern, here. Yes. You're a producer, and now you've transitioned into full-time co-host to me, host of the show. I'm a journalist now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Didn't take Chrissy. Chrissy's like, oh, can't find the so, can't where, find that clip. Can find this one though, pretty easy. In two plus years that I've been working with you, we get some really good guests, and you ask some really good questions to the guests that we have on the show. And the one question I thought that you shared with us yesterday was way below your standard. Interesting. Well, you know what? You, I think part of the reason you didn't like the questions is because you hated the movie, so you weren't interested in, in, in Garnett's well, experience. No, you're asking a professional athlete if there was a difference between preparing for a professional sports game yep. c- compared to pre- uh, preparing for a, a small, Acting with Adam Sandler, yeah. A, yeah, but a small role in a It movie. was a pretty significant role. He was in the movie for a, an extended period. In any case, a lot of text coming in. And again, it's very... Split. There's a texter saying that Uncut Gems is an absolute gem. Great movie. There's someone, I can't stand Adam Sandler, but I loved Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, I turned it off. Uncut Gems was overrated. I'm with Coco. So, again, it's a split. And I think it's a movie that is conducive to splitting of, a, of an opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I guarantee you one of Cheese and Chrissy likes it, and one of Cheese I'm gonna and Chrissy. I'm going to say 100% both hate it. Disagree. I guarantee you, Chrissy, 20 Fingers likes Uncut Gems. Go ahead, Chris. I thought it was okay. Not, that's not a classic okay. 20 no, Fingers no, answer. That's not, that's not a yes. I don't Go know ahead. what that is. Jeez. Jeez? I've never seen it. Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible. Get this guy a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Punk Drunk Love, best Sandler movie. Is that Punch Drunk Love? Is that what he, the texter is referring to? I believe so. In yeah. Huntsville, Ontario. Shout out to you. Uh, uh, that's not the best Sandler listen movie. Come on. texting in saying, I would rather watch Don't Mess with the Zohan. Absolutely not. I thought was that was one of his worst movies. You didn't like Don't, Don't Mess with the Zohan? Except that was for, a good movie. Except for Sloan. Yeah, Sloan, Sloan McEwick. That's uh, a big entourage. Uh, yeah, yeah. Emmanuel Shariki. Shout out to her. That's a, yes. I, Don't Mess with the Zohan's a good, really? good movie as well. I like that. Yeah. 
I like I love Sandler, but you want to get punched in the face by his toes? Yeah, I like I liked all the Israeli references. That's why I liked okay, it probably uh, more so than anything. What is a anything please? else? Somebody just called me a plea. Yeah, I don't think it's a compliment. I'm not sure what it is exactly, okay. but I don't think it's complimentary. Now, case, keep texting us ten fifty fifty. Not only your thoughts on the best Adam Sandler film, and if you liked Uncut Gems, but also it's all Request Friday here on First Stop. We'll play a number of songs from our audience who can send in their requests again ten fifty fifty or. Tweet us at first up ten fifty. Slide into our DMs on Instagram at TSN ten fifty with your requests, and we'll play you whatever it is you want to hear throughout the course of the morning. How about the Raptors? A big win last night. Yaka Pertle. My goodness, what a trade! This guy's unbelievable. Twenty one and eighteen doesn't miss from the field. The Raps pick up a big win over the Pelicans, and another big deal consummated in the NHL. Man, James Duthie must be waking up this morning and be like, what the hell are we going to talk about next week? <laughs> uh, between the Washington Capitals and the Boston Bruins. We'll fill you in on everything next. You, you came very close to try to hit that high it register. It like didn't come out. Yeah, that would have been a poor decision. It, out and it didn't come out. <laughs> been there. Done that. Try to hit that high C, but this is a request from our guy Tyler in Etobicoke. Wow. Apparently, has, apparently has returned from Las Vegas. By the way, Tyler, I know you're listening. Call in for Wake Up Woodbridge when we do it next week. Like, let's chat, buddy. Like, you text in all the time. We're big fans of yours. Uh, vice versa. We got to get you in the rotation and Wake Up Woodbridge. We love our callers, our audience, but not heard from Tyler in Etobicoke on Wake Up Woodbridge before, and that's just surprising. So we got to make that happen next week, Coco. I, Something I we love that do. idea. Uh, lots of texts coming in about Adam Sandler. Huge. Yeah, when does Adam Sandler become such a a, con- a controversial guy? figure? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Happy Gilmore. We love Happy Gilmore, of course. We said. Happy I think it's Happy Gilmore, Gilmore Billy movies. Madison, and The Waterboy. Water I think those Big are his Daddy. top three. Those the first three that I just mentioned: Happy Gilmore, The Waterboy, and Billy Madison. Those are the Sandler classics, and he's got a lot of good ones too. But I don't think anything can hit the. Apex that those three reach. What about personally. 50 First Dates? Is that with Jennifer Aniston? No, that's the one with uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, mm, no thanks. Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can track down that clip. 10-second Tom. Hi, I'm Jakob. I am the new Will Chamberlain. That is what Jakob Pertl has said to the Toronto Raptors and their fans since being acquired a couple of weeks ago before the trade deadline. Man, this guy is... I mean, they were playing New Orleans, a team without Zion Williamson... They were at home. They had their entire team back. It doesn't matter, dude. They're the Raptors. Like, they they like are the Raptors. Like... The Raptors are not a great team. But what they showed last night is they have Jakob Pertl, and he was unbelievable again. He was 9 for 11 from the field, 21 points, 18 rebounds for Jakob Pertl. And he's added a completely new dimension to this team that they hadn't had before. I mean, there were all these centers that they were plugging and playing, guys mm. playing at a position. Maybe you had Precious Achua at center. Maybe you had Chris Boucher playing there. And now you have Jakob Pertl, who's going to give you 30-plus minutes of quality production. And, I mean, <laughs> so far, I mean, a lot better than quality. He's been exceptional for the Toronto Raptors. And I wonder if he keeps this up. And he's not going to keep this up. But if he keeps a... Let's say seventy-five percent of what he's been able to do is he pricing himself out of Toronto? Like he could really build a significant case for himself to be making a lot more money than the Raptors may have anticipated when they traded for him. No, I mean yeah. the Raptors win one fifteen to one ten against New Orleans, a game that they were up big, and then they kind of let New Orleans crawl back. Brandon Ingram was awesome last night with thirty-six. 
But the Pearl situation, I wonder if it's almost backfiring a little bit on the Raps. They want to win first and foremost, of course. They're not going to win an NBA championship. They want to keep Jakob Pearl here long term. But at the same time, it's like, woo, this guy's really racking up the statistics. Yeah. His agent must be like, oh, Jakob Pearl, big commission check coming soon. Look, I, I don't worry about whatever contract situation that Pirtle's going to find himself in. Clearly, the Raptors did not make that type of move without the intentions of resigning him. So whether it was what they thought he was worth then or what they think he's worth now, they're going to find a way to resign him because clearly a guy like him makes an impact in a Nick Nurse coach team. And what I found really interesting was in our interview with Dave Festchuk yesterday, and we haven't spent much time talking about the Raptors because they've been on their all-star break and stuff in the NHL has been picking up as of late as the, as the deadline approaches, but the meeting between Nick Nurse and Masai Ujiri during the all-star break where Nick Nurse basically admitted he has to play a 9-10 men bench, when have we ever heard Nick Nurse admit to doing something like that? Yeah. And so have they come to the realization that with this roster and with the lack of moves they were able to to make that they have no choice if they want success other than playing a bench like every other team in the NBA does. And, yeah, Pirtle helps with that because now you've slid everybody that was trying to fill his position down one slot, and it makes you one man deeper. But I think we saw clearly how effective a Nick Nurse coach team can be when you have a Pirtle type player, yeah, and it's been three games or was it four, four games four now? Games? I think yeah. I mean, other than the one they lost to Utah, where they were winning by fifteen in the fourth quarter and still lost that game, the Raptors have looked like a completely different team in a good way. And they were without Fred VanVleet last night, who missed the game for yeah, personal game reasons. Time. So they just pulled a shoot. I'm not sure exactly what the deal is there. And they played Doughton. 19 minutes last night. That's something they wouldn't have done no. <laughs> before. There's no way. Ananobi played 32 minutes in his return to the lineup from the wrist injury. He missed seven games. So they were kind of easing him back in. And maybe Doughton picked up a couple of those minutes. But, yeah, without Fred Van Vliet, like you didn't see Malachi Flynn see the floor. Well, which they is, couldn't. Which is, it was a close game. Yeah, well, you never should let Malachi Flynn see the floor, wow. to be honest, too. But at, this, at the same time, I think you've got to be really optimistic about what you've seen from the Toronto Raptors of late and... I think it's going to continue. I mean, I well, think they're going to win a bunch of games here. Maybe not. All right, win a 700, 700 win percentage down the stretch, but I think they're going to win more games than they lose. Well, look, going to be over five hundred. They're six and one in their last seven games. Okay, they've got they're they're two games within five hundred for the first time since December fourteenth. Man, we're almost at the beginning of March. Think how long that's been. They passed Washington for the ninth seed and now are half game back of the eighth seeded Hawks. And only three game, three and a half games of mm. three and a half games back of the Heat, and only four games back of six. I mean, considering here we go where we were three weeks. St. ago. St. Louis Blues vibes from well, 2019. Well, maybe, uh, no, three weeks ago, we were. Like, I think everybody in the city was fully committed to rebuilding this team with selling off some of the assets, and now you make a big trade. You define yourself as sellers instead of buy, or uh, as buyers instead of sellers at the trade deadline, and you find yourself four games back of the six seed, which would guarantee you a seven-game playoff series. 
We'll see how this goes, but you got to feel a lot more optimistic about this Raptors. You do. Now. You do for sure. And because of one player. Jakob Pertl, the game changer. Yeah. Who knew? Now, I, look, I'm, I'm guilty of making the mistake by calling him Potl because mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. It does look like that, yeah. I don't understand where Pertle comes well, it's, from. Well, it's the Austrian pronunciation. I, I get Come it. on. There's no R in his name, though. That's true. So, but it's Jakob Pertle. It is Jakob Pertle. How about Chris Boucher's dunk last oh night? Oh, my God. And do we have a TV call with Devlin and Jack Armstrong? So Boucher's like coming down. And he's had like it's a three on one, and he just takes off from the he free throw Michael line. Jordan free it's Michael throw Jordan, line. and his like fourteen foot arm just extends. Yeah. It was more like it was like a Space Jam, Michael it Jordan. Was. And I think that's what uh, it was just like against the Monstars. Anyways, let's hear Devlin and Jack Armstrong call the game last night on TSN. Call up three on one, four on one. Yes. No, he would not be good in the dunk contest. Mac McClung would be like, I can beat that guy, no problem. But that was a hell of a dunk. Why hasn't Chris Boucher been asked to be in the dunk contest? I don't think Chris Boucher has the requisite number of dunks to be in the dunk contest. What do you mean? He's not that athletic. Excuse me? Well, compared to some of the guys we saw on Saturday night? You need to tell me Mac McClung is more athletic than Chris Boucher? Are you being serious right now? 100% oh, serious. Yeah, I think Mac McClung is a way better athlete okay. than Chris Boucher. Not a better basketball player, better athlete. Yeah, I don't think he's a better no, athlete no. than Mac McClung. Sorry, I don't think Mac McClung is a better athlete than Chris Boucher. That length? Well, I mean, we're not talking about length. We're talking about athleticism. Yeah, part of being a good athlete is being able to have different things that separate yourself oh, from all right let, let's go to cheese here cheese can be the uh, voice of reason who's the better athlete mac mcclung or chris boucher probably mac mcclung in my mind i gotta be honest really yeah chris boucher he's lanky he's not like super fluid i think fluidity is kind of part of being athletic no yes all right there it is the final vote goes to cheese who's what's the size deep. of mac mcclung compared to oh mac mcclung's like six foot two and boucher's i don't know six eleven and you're telling me a six foot two guy is more athletic than a six. Well, it's not guy. about height; it's just about athleticism. You could be five foot one and be more athletic than someone who's seven foot five. I, I agree. I just i've I've always looked at Chris Boucher. I've I've always thought that as a skinny guy, he's he's way more impressive than what you would normally view a skinny guy. We will ask. I think he's super athletic. Yeah, he's like decently athletic. We'll ask the most athletic man at TSN 1050 his thoughts Matt on this. Cause. Matthew Cause. Okay, I love that. If idea. being a proficient wine drinker correlated to athleticism, Matthew would be Mac McClung. But mm-hmm. unfortunately for him, McClung, I'm writing this down, V. Boucher. <laughs> so stupid. All right, we've got fill in the blank on the other side. The first up scoreboard. Busy night in the NHL. A couple of big, big performances from some superstar players. McDavid, and David Pasternak, they were dialed in last night. Tage Thompson as well. So the best players in the NHL were the best players last night. We'll fill you in on that in about 15 minutes. But coming up next, fill in the blank with cheese. A request from our friend Leanne, who was kind enough to drop by some chocolate chip cookies, muffins. What was that? Oh, they were was that cookies. a cookie? Is that a so cookie? She says she didn't have time to make like the circle cookies, so she put them in a big batch. Like banana bread, and she cut them up. That was tasty. Oh, my God. 
All we do is win? Yes, we are winners this morning Big because time. of great people like Leanne who came in and gave us some of her cookies. Cookies. Yeah, it's going to be a tough day calorie-wise for this crew. I wonder if she made enough for Nola Chari, the new cookie monster in Toronto. She should. Nola Chari is going to have so many sponsorships right? by the end of this. <laughs> he's going to get he's got to keep talking about cookies. Just keep talking, you know, Oreo. Who, oh yeah. Who are who are the like Proprietors Christy, of cookies, Mr. yeah, Mister Christie, yeah, who yeah. big companies? Nola Chari's gonna, you know what, Sweetsies, Sweetsies, and Nola Chari could there be some kind of dynamic duo there. Yeah. I think there's something to that idea. The only thing Chari would probably look for some money. Yeah, Lansbury can find some cash yeah. for him, no problem. <laughs> uh, he'll take another mortgage on his house. All right, this is fill in the blank where we welcome in our man Cheese and he poses questions and Coco. Pretty simple premise. Back in high school, we used to play this all the the time. It wasn't really playing. It was in tests that I did poorly on. But in any case, cheese, quiz us right now. Going to go off the board here. The best type of cookie is blank. Oh, I got this one. It is the chewy chocolate chip cookies. Hands down, the best. Macadamia nut. Oh, that's a very old answer. (laughs) What an old answer. Macadamia nut is legit. Nice. Geez. They're good. You're not wrong, but yeah, they're good. That's you like the, brand that's too? The, that's the, <laughs> you know what? what? You I just, I like just what? brand. <laughs> I could have some prunes during the next what commercial was, what break. What was Landsberg's favorite Halloween candy? Uh, fruit and nut bar? The fruit and nut bar. Yeah, yeah he's no way he. Macadamia. Nut? I, I like macadamia. Hey, nut it was good. Yeah, it was good. Thank you, Josh. Uh, that is a good cookie. Cheese, your favorite brand of cookie? Actually, I think you hit the nail on the head, yeah. Coco. Chewy chocolate Soft, chips. chewy oh chocolate chip. Nothing Can't go wrong. It. Nothing beats it. I mean, I was trying to go off the board a little bit here. If I was like, oh, an Oreo tro- cookie. No, <laughs> Oreo. Oreo's, 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 Oreo's not in that mix. Yeah, chocolate chip, hard to beat. All right, the one guy we really need to ask is 20 fingers. Chrissy, your favorite type of cookie? Chocolate tip. Yeah. <laughs> He's mucking one right now. Yeah. Oh, Chrissy doing some work. I love it. All right. What else are we talking about today, Cheese? Between the respective editions of Ryan O'Reilly and Dmitry Orlov, the team that made the more impactful ad is blank. So if you missed it last night, the Boston Bruins wow. trade for Dmitry Orlov and, and Garnet Hathaway. So Garnet Hathaway and Nolachari are kind of the same. Fourth liners. Physicality, that's what that's what their brand is. So Orlov is a top four defenseman for Washington. Maybe a top pair defenseman for Washington, depending on how you look at it. Or Ryan O'Reilly. It's an interesting question. How do you answer it? When he says most impactful move, I think it's the Maple Leafs move with O'Reilly and uh, Achari because the Boston Bruins are already the best team in the league without those two players. And yeah, they made themselves better, but... Maple Leafs need to win a playoff round. And I believe what they did bring in O'Reilly, who has the 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 background and the profile of being a, a, a playoff performer, and Achari filling in a role in their bottom six that they don't really have that type of player for. When you're talking about impact, I think those two players are going to be more impactful for the Toronto Maple Leafs than the, Bru- than the Orlov and Hathaway are going to be for the Bruins because the Bruins already have... For sure. The best team in the NHL. I think there is an argument to be made. I'm not saying I would make it myself that the Leafs could have, and I'm not sure they necessarily had this package available to them from Washington last week when they made the O'Reilly trade, but 
if there was anybody out there who could fill the Jake Muzzin role, maybe you could look at Chikrin, I mean, Eric Carlson, different yeah, type of no, player. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Orlov is that player. And but, for Boston to add him to their mix, I mean, come on, get the hell out of here, Boston. Relax. So, <laughs> it, it, look, it's hard to believe that a team like Boston, who's probably going to set the NHL record for most wins in a season, can find a way to get better in a trade. And I think they did. Oh, definitely trade. got better. Orlov's really good. But a lot of people probably, like, and I'm not going to profess to be a Dmitry Orlov expert. I don't watch Washington every night, but just based on what I read and watched after that deal was announced yesterday. I mean, yeah, Orlov's a legit top four defenseman. Couldn't agree more. Arguably a top pair defenseman could, could on a, a number more. of teams. And that's a big move for Boston. 100% You add depth I'm to that I'm not downplaying that move at all because it's significant. They're flawless. But They're so good. What I was going to say is, did we even know a week ago that no. these two players were even available to the Washington Capitals? Or so, uh, so from the Washington Capitals? I would love to know what Kyle Dubas's reaction to that trade was. Because, again, you can make an argument the Leafs, the Leafs should have made a deal like that instead of the O'Reilly trade. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I would have done that. Mm-hmm. But I would want I would love to know if Dubas was like, ooh, would rather have Orlov and Hathaway than O'Reilly and Achari. It you can make maybe. an argument. You can make an argument uh, for that. 100% you could, but you know how I feel about O'Reilly. Of course. And... Of course. We all feel the same about O'Reilly. It's a great pickup. Yeah. But Dmitry Orlov's a unquestioned top four defenseman, and you, you put him next to TJ Brody, or you put him next to, I mean, a number of guys. He makes your D a lot better, and you have that shutdown pair against Tampa that right now the Toronto Maple Leafs just don't have. Yeah. No, look, you, you make a lot of great points. Yes. So. First we'll, time we'll, for everything. We'll, we'll continue this discussion throughout the show. Damn right we we'll will. break down the trade even more, but back to fill in the blank with cheese. An under-the-radar player the Leafs should trade for is blank. Well, Clearly, we've identified that the Leafs should trade for another defenseman. And when you're talking about under the radar, there's no player that, to me, that fits the mold almost as perfect as Orlov than the guy that Mystic Mike shared with us yesterday, and that's Scott Mayfield for the New York Islanders. Now, I don't even know if he's a guy that's available. I know he's an unrestricted free agent. The Islanders are in a playoff race. We didn't even know Orlov was available until yesterday. But if Scott Mayfield can be the guy, when you're talking about everything that, that the Leafs are looking for, left-handed shot, big guy, plays physical, can play in your top four, that's the guy I think would be under the radar for the Maple Leafs. I don't think the Islanders are going to trade guys like that. I think they're going to keep I think they're going for it. They yeah. should go for it because they're in a playoff spot, I believe, right now. Yeah. And you look at what Pittsburgh's got going on. Washington is selling. The Islanders have a, have a very good Remember chance to make the playoffs. I told you a week ago? A team that I'm going to be very curious to watch is the Washington Capitals. And no, you're you're right. And I, I wonder if they're not done. I mean, if I'm them, you may as well keep well, selling off make, assets. Dude, they lost to the Anaheim Ducks yeah, yesterday. That, that is appalling. Uh, I don't understand how that's like, possible. You make that move on the same day you play the Anaheim Ducks and your team loses. What does that tell you? It tells you it's probably time to pack it in. My answer to the question, you answer Scott Mayfield. I'm going to answer Vladislav Gavrikov. <laughs> and I don't know how under the radar that is. I mean, that's a guy we've been talking about for a long time, but... His deal to Boston was done. Like By all yeah. indications, they had a deal in place for Gavrikov, and all of a sudden Washington's like, hey, you want Orlov? They're like, yeah, sure. See you, Gavrikov. We don't want you anymore. We want Orlov, who's a better player, and they have to give up more to get him. Or I guess well, a little bit more. What made them make that deal is them unloading Craig Smith's contract, yeah. which is what they've been trying to do exactly in the holdup of the Gavrikov so deal. So with Gavrikov now no longer heading to Boston, he's 
up for grabs again. I, I guess the only problem for the they're Leafs. Play them now. <laughs> well, I, I don't think so. Now, the, but the Leafs already gave up a first round pick to bring in O'Reilly. Are they really going to give up another first round pick to bring in? Well, how much Gavrikov? Has the value of Gavrikov changed? That's a that's a very good question. That's one we should ask Darren Dreger about right, because that's I'm an thinking, interesting. I'm thinking one. myself. This guy hasn't played in five games. Who's going to give up a first, a third, and a fourth to a guy who hasn't played? Well, and that and, and the number of suitors for him has decreased by one. The number one suitor was the Boston, Boston Bruins, Bruins, and now it's like, eh, maybe could at least get him for a second and a fourth now. As opposed to a first so, and a third, maybe. The other question I want to ask Dregs was, was this move motivated by the Leafs move that they made a week ago? Like an answer. An answer to the trade. Well, think the about trade. it. It was the exact same trade. A first, a third, and a, a exact trade. and a third. It, it was like they looked and then at they what... they traded a fifth to, for the salary retainer. Yeah, it was literally the exact same trade. Just different players that yeah. Boston acquired versus what Toronto acquired. And I think the value of those players, again, O'Reilly and Achari that Toronto brought in, Orlov and Hathaway that Boston brought in, very similar. How very many, similar. How many people texted you last night, like, angry that the Boston Bruins made that move? But you knew they were going to make, there were, I think you, everyone was resigned to the fact right. that Boston was going to do something. And now what we look for next is what Tampa's going to do. Right. Tampa okay, could bring but, in Gavrikov. Yeah, hold on a second. Stick stick with Boston. Mm. How many people message you? I don't know, maybe 12, 14. I had my Leaf, like my Leaf Buddies group chat blew <laughs> up so angry that the, the Bruins were able to make a move like that. And my response was, what are you so angry about? Well, Boston just got better. Why does Boston always get these trades? I was like, who cares? If, if In a best-case scenario, you, you're going to be playing Boston in the second round. At the end of the day, if you win a round the playoffs and you're playing Boston, it's already a win because you've won a playoff round. So who cares what Boston does? Boston is going to be very difficult to beat in the postseason. Very difficult. And I mean, are we gonna are we gonna play the president's trophy curse? On well, on yeah. Guys? I mean, we I'm sure on this very radio program four years ago when Tampa had 62 wins. I was like, oh, no one's being Tampa. The Columbus, no chance. And they swept them. They swept them. So. There is nothing that is guaranteed in life or in the National Hockey League in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but it is hard to imagine Boston losing oh, at this point in time. They are an absolute 100% it force. Is. Back Jeez. to throw in the blank. Go ahead. Jacob Pertle's ceiling as an NBA center is top blank. Top like, as far as centers go? Yeah, like top 10, top 15. He is a guy who has some limitations, right? Yeah, I'd probably like top 10. I think that's pretty fair. If, if Jacoperro is a top 10 center, you're in good shape. And, I mean, the center position isn't what it once was, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, is Pirtle better than Jonas Valanciunas? We saw Jonas Valanciunas with New Orleans. I think it's like a pretty fair comparison as far as what they can bring. And maybe Perto's a little bit better defender than than JV is. JV's a little bit better offensively. But, yeah, I think, like, top, maybe a top eight. I'm going to go give you a top eight for Jakob Perto. Really? Uh, look, it's it's a tough prediction to make because, I mean, who is really identified as a center? You know, like Embiid. Embiid's a center. Right. Jokic is a center. I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm Clearly, he doesn't measure up against any of those guys, but... If you're putting them against the rest of the league, I'm going to say conservatively top 15, but that might even be a stretch. I'd have to do more research to see who is actually defined as a center in the NBA. Ah, you but. know what? Maybe this top 15. That Maybe top 10 is a is a stretch here. That, it is a stretch. I mean, you have like DeAndre Ayton. Like, who's number 10 on the list? DeAndre right Ayton's better than, than Pirtle. Bam Adebayo with Miami. Gobert is obviously better. Carl Anthony Towns is better. Miles Turner is probably better than him. Capella with the Hawks. 
Nurkic with the Blazers. Yeah, there's a long list. Even Jared Allen with Cleveland. All right, let's say top 12. Top 12 for Well, cons- conservatively, I'm yeah. going to say top 15 just because he's looked really good as a Raptor so far. All right, uh, one more here. Matt Devlin's idea from last night of bringing back East versus West for the NBA All-Star game and the winner getting home court in the NBA Finals is blank. That, that was something they once did? I believe uh, no, that was, no, that was in baseball. League, baseball. That yeah. was Major League Baseball. Winner of the All Star Game got home field advantage. Yeah, no, that's that so, should not happen. Yeah. Well, Ma- Maddie did suggest that on the broadcast last night, and I kind of like that idea. See, here's the thing: who cares if they try in the All Star Game or not? Don't watch it. Yeah. Either watch it or don't watch it. But don't let an All Star Game influence the yeah. regular season and you. the and the postseason. Who's gets home court in the finals based on an All Star Game? Just to just to draw relevancy to a game that should have no relevancy? No, that's an absurd idea. I love Matty D, and this isn't a shot at Matty D, but the suggestion is a pigeon suggestion, if you ask me. Because people complain that players don't even try in an All-Star game, and now you want to put the home court advantage of the finals? No. <laughs> As a reward for trying to try it on All Star, so games? like yeah, Jokic plays in the, the game. They're trying their asses off. They're trying to win, and he like pulls the hamstrings out for three weeks. Yeah, and you're like, what the hell were we doing here? Yeah. What, why do we? Do, it's an All Star game. Yeah, why are we putting our players at risk? I guess LeBron did get hurt. The in that only game. the only thing <laughs> that should be up for grabs at an All Star game is money. Yeah, put more money on the board. Yeah. Don't put any. And it should be players with money the, with the player with the. Uh, they make a lot of it. They make a ton. Put money on the board of money. A man who's going to make a lot of money in the offseason. And starred last night for the Boston Bruins. We'll tell you about that. We'll tell you about McDavid. And we'll tell you about Tage Thompson as well. Plus, the NBA made its return. The Raps picking up a win. The scoreboard is next. This is the first up scoreboard here on TSN 1050. We begin in Pittsburgh, where the Penguins are in some trouble. They get throttled by the Edmonton Oilers last night. 7-2. McDavid couple goals, Tricital scored as well, and the fire Hextall chance were emanating from the crowd in Pittsburgh, a team that is far from out of it as far as the playoff. I mean, they're fine. They're in decent position. They have games in hand on teams like the Red Wings, actually not the Red Wings, the Islanders, the Florida Panthers, but they're in a definite race here. I mean, there's no guarantees that Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. It's going to go down to the wire, and I worry. Hextall them. better make a move here to I help improve that they roster. They lost four in a row. McDavid came in yesterday and absolutely dummied them. Four points, two goals, one on a penalty shot. 109 on the season for McDavid. 109 109. And I wonder, like we saw Washington make the commitment to go into cell mode, and they're only one point back at Pittsburgh. Does Pittsburgh maybe try to explore that? That avenue as well too. It's a, it's a tough spot because they're not winning the Stanley Cup with this team. But you have Crosby, Malkin, Latang, all 35, 36. They have no goal. Thirty-seven. No, Chris, Tristan, Jerry, and uh, who's the other guy? Casey they did? Smith. Yeah, they've, those guys have not yeah. done well at all. Big night year. for the Red Wings though, keeping their playoff hopes alive as they move into the final wild card spot with a four-one win over the Rangers, and that's a team I'm going to be very excited to watch here down the stretch with. You know, the young players that they have, Dylan, uh, Dylan Larkin's contract status, Billy Husso in net. What does Iserman do? I mean, Drager reported the other day that 
they are not going to be selling off Tyler Bertuzzi, a team that a lot of people speculated would be on the move. So his uh, his hockey town back Meh. in Detroit. I'm not buying it yet. I'm not buying. It. I still would take Pittsburgh over Detroit in the East for what sure. What about Buffalo? Buffalo, I don't really buy. They don't goaltending. I mean, yes, they, they go get a guy. An amazing win for Buffalo last night. They beat Tampa in Tampa. Tage Thompson had a hat trick. You see, who scored in overtime My on guy. a breakaway. My Ilya Labushkin, the Russian bear, Labush. on a breakaway. That must be short-handed. The, <laughs> that must have been the first breakaway of his career. Well. It was the first goal of his season, first as a as a as a saber too. And man, what a big one that it was! Oh, it was massive. Vasilevsky was win. terrible last night for Tampa. Yeah. Seventeen stops on twenty three shots. Yikes. That's not going to get it done for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Boston, a six five win in Seattle over the Kraken. Another goal for David Pasternak, up to forty two on the season. All the big boys for Boston racked up the stats last night. Marsham, Bergeron, Krejci, and Pasternak all with a goal and an assist. And the Bruins keep on keep on rolling. And, of course, they go out and get a top-pair defenseman yeah. in Dmitry Orlov as well. Yeah, and other news to finish off the hockey slate. The Minnesota Wild with a 2 nothing win in Columbus as they make their way here to Toronto to play the Leafs tonight on a back-to-back. Is that a favorable spot for the Leafs? Maybe, but the Wild have won five in a row. They got a big shuttle from uh, Marc-Andre Fleury yesterday. Yeah, it'll be, gu- it'll be Philip the Gustafson. Anaheim Ducks. What are they doing winning hockey games? They go in. Washington, what a big game for them. Losers of five in a row. Now six in a row. Losing to the Ducks on home ice. And we'll get into this in the top of the seven hour. The repercussions of the trade in Washington and how poorly timed it was for Washington to make this decision Ooh, to be interesting. Good sellers. Piece. So all right, so we'll get to we'll that. We'll into. get to that at top of the seven o'clock hour. Quickly in the NBA last night, Boston a one forty two one thirty eight win in oh, overtime yeah. against the Pacers. Jason Tatum with thirty one twelve and seven. Was in that, that All Star game? They decided yeah, not no to kidding. play defense that game. Uh, oh wow, shocker! Nikola Jokic another triple double, twenty four points, eighteen boards. 13 assists. The Nuggets beat the Cavaliers in Cleveland. And we saw Joel Embiid go off as well in a win for the Sixers. 110-105 over Memphis. 27-19-6 and six blocks. But all of those pale in comparison to our guy, Jakob Pertl. Yep. 21-18. Three steals for him. The Raps beat the Pelicans. Yeah, 50 points in two games. Yeah, he's been incredible. He really has been. Magic 51 points in two games. Yeah, the Lakers beat the Warriors. LeBron with 13 last night? That, is that right? Who yeah. scored all the points for no the kidding. Lakers? Malik Beasley had 25 wow. for the Lakers. How about that? Mo Bamba. I forgot they had Mo Bamba. 10 points, 13 boards. Shout out to him. But yeah, it was D'Angelo Russell left the game with an injury. They didn't play their guys very much. That looked kind of weird. I don't know what the deal was uh, last was night. Was Golden State resting everybody? Yeah, I don't know. How about well, what Curry happened doesn't play. Oh, yeah, yesterday. Golden State, I mean, they didn't play some of their guys. Hey, but. what happened in Portland yesterday coming off of an all-star break? Dude, like, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, if you want to make up an injury for a guy, sure. Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant didn't play for rest. Yeah. Like, coming off of eight days off. It's Just like say they got a ham, they have hamstring tightness. Seriously, I, I, I'm really getting turned off of the NBA. There's got to be this some explanation. So sick. is Portland just trying to tank now? I don't Honestly, think they're that God. bad. Are they? Are they that bad? They're pretty oh, bad. They're playing, I believe. No, they're in 12th. So maybe they are just trying to tank it away. In that case, it's a good decision. It's like sure, tank. Who cares? Don't win any more games this year. But 
Yeah, like just like make up a, an excuse not to make your league such an embarrassment, NBA. Don't let Portland say we're resting guys for we're taking guys out of the lineup so, for rest following the All Star break. It's crazy. It. Anyways, it's the Leafs and the Wild tonight down at Scotiabank Arena. Uh, we saw Minnesota win last night two nothing. So you'll see Gustafson in goal for them instead of Mark Andre Fleur. We'll break that down. We'll break down the big deal in the NHL last night between Boston and Washington. And Coco, you talked about it. Bad timing for the Caps, perhaps? We'll delve deep into it next.